It is time to blast off inside the kennel. And now, here is the Tomahawk Missile himself, Vindog Radio. In Dog Radio and Money Bin Production. Please don't forget to follow my super producer extraordinaire, Money Bin, on Twitter, Instagram, and Rubble at Money Bin Productions with the Z. We turn it up and get loose inside the kittle every time we're on the 24 7 click. Yes, indeed, we're on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcast. Tune in radio, Pandora, and live on Podbean.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. the other day uh, by, uh, what was that, Spotify, but we weren't. Yes, if you want to go back to episode 111, you can go and check out the Woke Disney episode where Mickey Mouse and uh, the Crypt Keeper made an appearance. It was awesome, and thank you all so much for listening to the kennel, and please donate on the Cash App. Yes, cash tag inside the kennel one on the Cash App, please. Any dollar amount helps. Then Dog and Money Bin are very grateful for all that you do and support us. The big corporate machine does not want to support us because we're all about truth. Right, Money Bin? The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help us God. Amen, brother. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we want you to do something right now. We want you to love and follow the podcast. We want you to spread the word everywhere. Everywhere. I'm serious. Everywhere. We want you to get the word out because we are trying to do everything possible to make this podcast just go. Man, I'm on a roll right now, man. (laughs) Yeah, I I can see the smoke coming from the microphone, man. It is lightning quick when Vin Dog and Money Ben get together, ladies and gentlemen. And please note, on future episodes, we have California Gubernatory Candidate coming up on future episodes. Yes, Mr. Anthony Tremino. Yes, and also we have Mike Owen from Crystal Basin Winery coming up in future episodes. And thank you to T-Rex Radio for joining us on the last episode. It was fun. It was great, and he's joining us again. He was on episode 110, and he's joining us again on 112 on the other side, and he's got a lot to speak on. It's been crazy this week. So, Money Ben, I want you to listen to this comedian, man. This guy was awesome. He trashes Joe Biden back in 2014. Listen to this guy. That one was poignant. Um, The vice president isn't here tonight, not for security reasons. He just thought this event was being held at the Dulles Airport Applebee's. <laughs> yes, right now, Joe is elbow deep in jalapeno poppers and talking to a construction cone he thinks is John Boehner. <laughs> also true. Um, it's crazy to think that Joe Biden is only one heartbeat away from no one taking him seriously as president. <laughs> Sorry for that one. Biden will likely be running for president in 2016, saying, and I quote, there's no obvious reason not to. (laughs) He talks about his motivation for a presidential run as if he's deciding to finish a meatball hoagie. (laughs) Hey, it's there, isn't it? Look, all I'm saying, if the bread is toasty and the cheese is warm, I'm going to finish that thing. (laughs) 
Josephina Robinette Biden, brother. Isn't that funny? A.K.A. Crip Keeper, A.K.A. Clown Duster, Clown Bag, all of the above. Yes, hey, and he is a clown duster. That's how old he is. He's a clown duster. The guy's a joke, and we all know it. So Joe Biden is a joke. We Yes, we said that. Is Joe Biden an idiot? Yes. Yes. <laughs> is Kamala Harris good for nothing? Yes. See? Thank you very much. See? Good for nothing? Oh, boy. Goomba herself. Yes. <laughs> she is definitely a bloody Goomba. <laughs> is she for the people? Yes. Oh, wait a minute. He lied. Ask him one more time. He didn't hear you. Is Kamala Harris for the people? No, no, no. Okay, he made up for that, didn't he? <laughs> he said no three times. Oh, man, that's crazy, bro. So, we're going to have a good show coming up uh, on the other side. We're going to take care of business, but we would love for you to please... Send people to follow the podcast everywhere. We want to get these numbers through the roof. I want to make sure that we're so far up in the troposphere that they can smell what we're cooking and it ain't the Rock Dwayne Johnson style. I'll tell you that right now because we don't agree with the Rockhead because he is a blockhead, right? Yes. Thank you so much, the Blockhead Johnson. All right. I, I can't see You all have. Uh, access granted to check out each and every one of those episodes that are posted right there. Absolutely. Access granted. See, we got it. <laughs> and if you don't like it, go and stuff yourself inside of an elephant cast and then we will do this for you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Ooh, did I do that? I'm sorry. I shot a Democrat. <laughs> yeah, you got that itchy trigger finger. <laughs> you know, the Democrats, they always sound like this when you hear them talking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Put Nancy Pelosi in the toaster where she belongs. A.K.A. Gloveface. Yes, Gloveface Pelosi. And Guppy Mouth is Maxine Waters' uh, representative of Inglewood, California. I don't know what she represents because all she does is make money off of the backs of those people. Um, so, yeah, Guppy Mouth herself. Oh, we forgot uh, one last spineless rhino oh, by yeah. the name oh. of... Uh, What's his name? <laughs> Mint. <laughs> the Cricket Neg Romney. Yes, Cricket Neg Romney and Turtle in the Half Shell Meccano. <laughs> Cocaine Meccano. <laughs> you, you know what that guy reminds me of? He reminds me of that old man from the Six Flags Magic Mountain commercial. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that guy. <laughs> he was trying to be hip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, put him inside of an old folks' home. <laughs>
Somebody change that guy's diaper. Off. Yeah, yeah. Somebody change his diaper, man. He he needs a diaper change. I, I swear, man. The guy is the guy is ridiculous. The guy is an idiot. All right, so here we go. We want you to follow the podcast, of course. We want you to please make donations, of course. We want you to spread the word, of course. If you find it in your heart to support us in any way, it's fine. You can support us just by spreading the word to people. You can support us by saying, hey, we want to donate some stuff, some products, some services. We'll take it. It's all good. And we even do trade on sponsorships, so it's all, it's very well open right now, and we're going to do that. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, we're still going to say ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages around here because we don't have 179 genders. There's only two types of people, male and female, and that's how I roll. Man. The greatest of all time, baby. <laughs> all right. You know what? Enough of our jibber jabbering. Coming up on the other side of the kiddo, T-Rex Radio. From Rex on the Road Media. And we are going to talk a bunch of trash. So get ready. Money Ben, you ready to cock back an aim, my brother? <laughs> like good old DX. Are you ready? Oh, man, he's making sure that the clip is ready. <laughs> Are you ready? Access denied. Back in a minute, sucker. Back in a minute. More with the street shooter himself right after this. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Vindog Radio. What's happening, everybody? Vin Dog in the house from the Kennel Podcast right here on Podbean.com. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are so wonderful. Thank you. You're so lovely tonight. All right. Now, here's what I really came here to ask you. Would you like to advertise your product or services on our podcast? Hey, just inbox me at VintasticPromo at gmail.com. That is V-I-N-T-A-S-T-I-C promo at gmail.com or you can talk to my man, Money Ben. That's right. You get Money Ben Productions up with a Z on Instagram. Yes, you can DM him or DM me at Vindog Radio USA on Instagram and Twitter also. And we will get back to you and we will work with your budget. Small budget, big budget, large budget, any budget. We work with everybody. Isn't that right? Yes. Do we work with people that want to spend their money? Yes. Do we know how to promote? Yes. Are we the greatest podcast on earth? Yes. So please promote with the kennel right now and we will take care of you taking care of us because we love all of our people, right? Yes. We love everyone. Yes. We sure do, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Stay tuned. More of the kennel coming up, baby, right here on podbean.com. He shoots straight from the hip and if you don't like it, Go and stuff yourselves. Back to the kennel with Mr. Keeping It Real himself, Vin Dog Radio. Hey, what's up? It's Rick D's in the morning. Don't forget to wake up with me right here. But right now, Vin Dog. Welcome back to the Kennel Podcast with myself, Vin Dog Radio, and Money Bin Production. Please follow my producer, Money Bin, on Instagram, Rumble, and Twitter at Money Bin Productions with the Z. Ladies and gentlemen, back in the house, the incredible. T-Rex Radio. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, it's, 
let's start the week off that way, man. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, my friend? Oh, brother, I- I'm happy. I'm blessed, and I know this life is going to be awesome towards the end of the age. So we're good. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, you got it. You got it all figured out. We can. Can we just stop the podcast right now? Yeah. Yeah. We can stop, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Thank you for joining us T- uh, for T Rex Radio Money Ben on Vin Dog. See you later. Okay. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wrapping up the podcast a little early today. Okay. All right. I see what I see what's going on. So now you've got some new clients coming in and you've got you know, you've been putting yeah. up a lot of videos yeah. and et cetera and so forth. Yeah. It's been exciting to see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think uh, we were invited to two huge wineries, uh, one uh, in the Napa Valley and another one in Sonoma County. And so, uh, you know, we've been able to gather, uh, you know, some more attention. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola and uh, uh, the castle in the Napa Valley. uh, uh, And so uh, Castello di Amorosa. And uh, we got an exclusive interview with the owner, the guy that built the castle, uh, or at least it was his idea to build the castle. Dario. You know, to me, that's incredible um, that, you know, you think about building a castle and you actually do it. Um, There's not too many people walking around saying, hey, I built a castle. Uh, So so that was fun. Yeah, that was totally fun. Now, you know, since you and I have talked, spoken last and that was about a week ago or so. Right. Yes. A lot has always transpired every time we depart you know, from speaking to one another for a minute yeah. or 10. Yeah. And yeah. like we say in radio, everything happens like a bus route every 15 minutes, but it seems to be like every 15 seconds now. Well, that's the way it's been for the last couple of years. Right? Yes. And, yes, it has. You know, you know, obviously COVID and everything and everything that was changing with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, you know, recently uh, Russia and the Ukraine and, you know, uh, the Academy Awards. If, if you want oh to yeah, the slap that. from around the world—that was awesome. Yeah, it, it's just amazing how much attention that has continued to uh, get. And uh, you know, Will Smith is being dropped from movies left and right. Uh, understandably, here's what I predict with Will Smith. Do you want to hear the prediction? Yes, I want to hear it. Okay, I told somebody this this weekend too. So, so here's what's going to happen for Will Smith to revitalize his career. And in about two weeks, we're going to hear that Will Smith has realized that. He has uh, some emotional uh, baggage uh, from his childhood that he didn't let go. He's going to go to therapy. He's going to go to counseling. And then a few months later, he's going to come out, and it's a new Will Smith, right? Sounds possible. <laughs> and, well, we've seen this before with celebrities, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if you claim you have a drug problem or emotional uh, dependency issues or, or something like that, you can come back. It doesn't matter what, what the crime was. You yeah, yeah, back. exactly. You know, and be forgiven again and uh, continue on uh, the Hollywood career that Will Smith has uh, established over uh, you know, the previous 30 years or whatever it's been. And uh, and nearly destroyed in about 60 seconds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, so I, I think that that's what's going to happen. Some kind of some kind of rehab uh, situation that he goes into comes out and then uh, all is forgiven in Hollywood. He's back in the Academy. He's back on Netflix. He's back in movies. Uh, that's kind of how that's. I think will work out. All right. Uh, me personally, I, I think uh, Will Smith really needs to have that come to Jesus moment in his life. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, because yeah, this is because this at, is a major wake up call. I would think. Yeah. You know, so, mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's crazy. 
You know, it's one thing if the cops are called to your house because of a domestic violence issue. It's a whole nother thing when the whole world sees you slap another person on a stage at one of the biggest events uh, in Hollywood, uh, you know, every year. I, I, I mean, it's just, I, I just find the whole thing just completely uh, bonkers that uh, that it happened in the first place, right? Uh, right, right. You know, you know why, you know. My question is, why didn't his wife like try to restrain him? Go, don't get up, don't get up, because you know if he's getting up, you know, I mean, then the party's over, right? I mean, if if somehow somebody would have restrained and said, hey, just just cool your jets. It's, it's a comedian. You knew this was going to happen. You you came to this award show. You're sitting in the front row. You know these comedians always roast people. I mean, that's part of the gig. I, I don't understand why they couldn't have been kind of like prepared for. You know, something uncomfortable being said about their life. And you know, the rule of comedy is if you sit in the front row, you're going right. to get lambasted. Right. You're a, you're a target. And yes. Especially, at, especially <laughs> at that type of uh, type of gala, right? At the Academy Awards. I mean, that's what these comedians do, uh, you know. Okay. Yeah. Now, let's talk about something that happened uh, recently. And, and this was in downtown in the Sacramento nightlife area. Oh. Man, yeah, yeah. It's a, Fifteen people a, were hurt. Shooting in Six died. Sacramento. Yes. And, uh, you know, uh, what, you know, the problem I have with this is, you know, politicians will use this as fodder for gun control, right? They'll use this as, you know, instead of us going, there's a loss of life, there's a loss of human life. Instead of us focusing on that, we focus on the gun control argument again, right? Yeah. How's that working out for Chicago? They have the toughest junk gun control laws in America. Right, right. So, yeah. gun control's yeah. not the answer. The answer is we got to get rid of the idiots that are in power. That's what it is, because they're well, causing think, all of this. I think the problem could be. Uh, I, I think it has several little uh, layers. One mm-hmm. is, you know, people are going to going to use guns. Yes, um, but you know, it, it, there's there's a mental health issue in this country right now that that is huge, and right? people are just on the edge. Right. People are on the edge. Guns. But if we let's just say we took guns away from everybody. Oh, no. Let's just say guns are gone. OK. Um, <laughs> humans have been figuring out ways to kill other humans for centuries. OK. You're going to grab a kitchen. Somebody's going to grab a kitchen knife. So we're going to say, hey, you can't use a steak knife anymore. Uh, people are going to drive their car into a crowd of people. Are we going to say you can't drive your car anymore? So, I mean, guns, I understand. And I, I grew up around guns and, and hunting and fishing and, and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so, you know, if you don't know how to handle a gun, it's a dangerous thing, right? If you don't have any uh, education about how a gun works or, right. or, you know, then that can be a dangerous thing. Um, so, I mean, I just don't think gun control is the answer, in my opinion. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there's a lot of people screaming and hollering that they think gun control is going to cure all the ills when we talk about and it's not talk about, you know? yeah so have you ever watched a show called the mod squad uh yeah i did when i was a real little kid okay yeah. I, I just barely learned about it about 10 years ago all right okay so uh-huh. i watched an episode and you know uh the liberal uh, peggy lifton uh-huh. uh god rest her soul nice lady from what i heard Right. She said, oh, my, look at what these guns can do. And then the guy, Link, right. he says, 
It's not the guns that kill people. It's the people behind the guns right, that right, are killing right. people. So let's right. not blame it on the guns, basically is well, what I he think, said. I, I think that's the easy argument, right? If, if we just say, hey, it's, it's, it's the guns. It's the guns. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's like anything else that has uh, human interaction in it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it may not be the tool that people use. Uh, it, it might be the people that are behind that tool, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and so, I mean... I, I just the gun argument to me has a lot of fallacy in the sense of you know it's like it's like blaming it's like blaming cars for car accidents right and and it's not you the know, car's well, fault it's the person that's driving the car right right so yeah I mean sure if the wrong person gets a hold of a gun or or a car or any other weapon and, and creates violence right um, then yeah obviously there is a an issue but I'm not sure the issue is is blanket guns, right? No, not at uh, all. No, I, I'm thinking the issue is the people that are that are handling guns. Uh, you know, if, if if you went out today and you had a gun and you said, "Hey, I'm gonna whatever I'm gonna do, something something <laughs> bad happened to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna get revenge and and I'm going to shoot somebody." Mm-hmm. You know, I, the gun is the tool that you're using to accomplish that. Exactly. The gun by itself can't fire itself. The gun can't shoot somebody. The gun, the gun doesn't have some emotions of I'm going to shoot somebody. Exactly. Hey, that's a great explanation, and I'm going to cut that out and put that in one of my promos because that is a great explanation on how it really is, and it's not going to be, oh, we need to have more gun control. Oh, my gosh. These guns are just killing people. Oh, they have, like, uh, 30 rounds in a 110 banana clip. I'm like, dude, you don't even know about a gun. You don't even know about rounds. What are you talking about? Well, I, I, I think the thing is, is that a lot of people that talk about guns are, are people that have, have never handled a gun. Alec Baldwin. Well, you know, there's an example, but I, I, I hate to even bring that up because I, I think there's a lot of weird scenario around that whole movie set uh, with Alec Baldwin. And yes. Just his stance against guns. It, to me, it looks like somebody set somebody up. I, I mean, that's my <laughs> um, well, and, he's and a jackass just, anyway, just so what's the difference? Um and, and, and being a person that was anti-gun, it, it almost looks too easy, right? Yeah. Or something like that to happen to somebody <laughs> that was so vocal about uh, being anti-gun. Uh, and, and, you know, I mean, the thing is, accidents happen. It sounds like that there was a lot of things that they didn't follow on that movie set. It sounds like there were production issues from, from the get-go. And then you throw in a gun and you throw in the uh, more uh, about was the gun loaded or they're taking this gun and, and shooting uh, pop cans uh, and then handing it to an actor on on a, a movie. Uh, it just sounds like a lot wasn't going right there. Take this gun and shoot it. Alec Baldwin is no more. All right. <laughs> yeah. Why would you have that Alec Baldwin moment? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of things have happened since Ooh. then, right? I mean... Right. Hollyweird has always been a strange place when it comes sure. when it comes to guns, when it comes to politics. Mm-hmm. Like they think that they know everything, which they really don't. They don't even well, know. I, I, I think that Hollywood has this weird relationship with guns because they've used it in their movies, TV shows, uh, productions, in, in commercials, right? And, and they've glamorized the use of guns. 
just like they've glamorized smoking over the years. Yes, okay. and you know who my favorite actor is, and he used guns a lot, was John Wayne, brother. Right, right. But but so they've glamorized guns for a long time, but now they're all, oh, well, guns are bad, and we're not going to include that in any movie. Or, Well, this has went on for a long time. A lot of money's been made off movies that, that have guns, have weapons in it. Um, and, and now all of a sudden you're, you're, you know, acting like you're innocent about the whole situation. I'm going to call and, my mommy. Guns are on the set of the movie. Right, right, exactly. And so, so it's a weird relationship, just like anything when money's involved, right? Um, you know. Yes. Uh, you know, this weird thing where we made money off the movies that had guns in them, but now we're anti-gun. We're not, uh, we're not going to have uh, guns in our movies anymore. Oh, man. You know what, Rex? This brings me to another point, and I'm glad you brought this up. We're not going to have guns in our movies anymore. <laughs> right. We're not going to do this anymore, but we're going to do certain things that might just poison your children. Right. And you know where I'm going with this. Yep. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about the woke Disney Corporation. Now, did you hear these people at Disney explain themselves? I did not. Well, here you go. Here you go. Here's a treat for you. I'm here as a mother of of two queer children, actually. Um, uh, One transgender child um, um, and one pansexual child. Um, And and also as a leader. Um, One of our execs stood up and said, you know, we only have a handful of queer leads in our content. And I went, what? That can't be true. Wait a minute. What? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on a second here. What in the world is she talking about? Subjecting well, children to the... I, I completely get what she's talking about. <laughs> what she's talking about. And, and once again, it's it's like Hollywood's been asleep at the wheel. Okay. Uh, it, it's They are not leaders of of morality. They are not leaders. They, they jump on whoever's waving the flag the loudest, right? 0.4% of the population. But what I want to know is what I'm getting tired of is, is we're talking about children who who are still trying to find out who they are. And we're identifying them as transgender or this or that. And I went, what? I, that can't be true. And I and I and I realized, oh, it, it actually is true. We have many, many, many LGBTQIA characters. OK, you know what? I don't care what you do in your personal life, but don't subjugate children to this crap. Well, I mean, it's the the re-education of our children, right? I mean, it's... Indoctrination. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... And I'm not saying that we shouldn't all be knowledgeable about different people with different lifestyles or or different uh, sexual identities. We should. We should be open to that. That's, That's where we are as a society, right? But, you know, the way it's being gone about is is almost uh, indoctrinization, as you just said. Mm-hmm. To me personally, I think it's just a company full of pedophiles, 40-year-old uh-huh. men that want to com- capitulate themselves to being women when they're really not. I mean, uh-huh. Joe Rogan said it best the other day. That guy, I'm going to call him a guy because he's not a woman, that okay. guy that won that swimming competition just right. committed an assault on women's sports. Oh, yeah. He, if he's not a woman, then, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember, remember when we used to talk about the East East German swimmers, 
you know, in the Olympics. And it was like, well, they're taking all this. Look how buff, look how buff they look, you know? And are they really a woman? Are they really a man? What's going, you know, and now we just have opened the door, the floodgates to everything. And it's never enough. I mean, what can we do that's enough where we open the door for people who need opportunity? And, but I mean, what happened to having societal roles, I guess, is, is where I'm kind of going with this. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. You know? I believe, you know? personally, you know yeah. with everything going on, that, you know, like, total judgment is being put on America right now. And right. Americans need to wake up because I, I have a statistic right here, Rex, and it's going to shock the hell out of you. Excuse my language. Yeah. Um, you're going to be surprised at how many children we have killed as a country since 1973 would you like would you like to know the number sure let's hear the number 63 million and counting oh that's nearly over to mil- over a million kids a year that have been killed at before birth okay you think god's happy with that <laughs> oh probably probably not <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, check this out. Here's another statistic for you. Uh-huh. 365 children a day in California are aborted. A day. Wow. That's the highest in the country, and, and it's 2,500 across the board in America. A day. Well, you know, with the liberal policies in California, though, how can you be surprised by that? Yeah, and that just tells you that Gruesome himself is a cold-blooded killer. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm like, hey, I I know there might be certain, you know, situations that might happen to people. But to just say, you know what, we're going to give you a license to kill it. You know what? We're we're not we're not going to recover if we keep letting this happen. That's why Roe v. Wade has to be overturned. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's that's all true. Mm -hmm. I mean. Yeah, You're speaking facts there. <laughs> because people say, "Oh well, well God didn't say anything about abortion." I'm like, "Uh, in the Ten Commandments, He said, Thou shalt not kill.'" Right. right. Uh, hello. What are yeah. you doing? <laughs> well, well I, you know, I think, you know, everything is upside down right now and doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, uh, and we can take any topic, any subject, and look at it and kind of go, you know, what's happened is we've thrown out the societal rules that we've kind of lived by. As a, as a society for hundreds and hundreds of years, right? And now we've said those rules don't apply anymore, but we haven't put other rules in place. So everybody just have chaos. Everybody mm-hmm. just have, uh, you know, free reign. Do whatever you want. Uh, don't worry about your neighbor. Uh, you just do you. You know, that's kind <laughs> of a saying these days, right? You do you. And that's the Which problem. I- we're doing. Yeah, people I are just still don't doing get themselves. what that means. You do you. That okay. means do yourself and no one else. Right. Yeah. It's basically permission to be selfish. Right. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. permission to not care about others, and that's the problem we are in as a society right now. As we're saying, you know, I only need to think about me, and if this affects you negatively, I don't. Right. Care. Right. You know, and and so that's where we are. Yeah. And so we've thrown out, uh, you know. The rules we've lived by doesn't mean they were perfect, but it was kind of a, a, a nice guide for society to go, OK, this is how you treat people. Exactly. Right? The golden rule. This is how you treat people. Mm-hmm. And you know, what's so shocking. 
I, I thank God I live in a neighborhood where actually the neighbors, when we walk down the street, we know who one another, you know, sure. is. We know who we are. We know right, right. we know we know mostly everyone in the neighborhood, and and yeah. folks, and you know what? It works out. You know, people have a, little, a bit of differences, but I tell you what. We are all in agreement of life in this neighborhood. Like we need to talk right. to one another, and, and, and being a, and being a great neighbor is doing that. Well, I think that's what we've lost in America is is we used to know our neighbors, we used to know the people we lived around, and, and you fear people that you don't know, right? Or some people do, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You fear people that you don't know. Now, if you run into somebody from a different background, but you talk to them at the local coffee shop, hey. Hey Joe, how you doing? Uh, how's everything going? Then you know you know that person. Where right. if you don't know that person, then maybe if their beliefs are a little different than yours, you know you're like, I don't know about them. You know? Yeah, and that's how our parents did it. You know, our parents and grandparents, yeah. they yeah. they didn't look at the person's uh, you know shade of skin or anything. They just talked to the individual, and you right. know what? And they always said, Hey, if you need anything, let me know. If well, somebody was going was, through a hard time. You know, a neighbor was a neighbor. I, I yeah. remember uh, growing up in my grandparents' neighborhood, my grandpa was a carpenter, and he helped a lot of people in the neighborhood, and he, they'd always call Vic uh, when they needed the garage door fixed or something, right? Right. Uh, but, I mean, and they, the neighbors camped together. They went, they, they had parties together and whatever. It was a real tight-knit neighborhood, um, you know. Uh, and so everybody knew each other. Everybody kind of socialized, and, you know, that was – that was the way it worked. I mean, going from you know the fifties to the seventies, right? Right. Is that was, that was kind of the way the neighborhood worked. So you knew their, you knew their family. They knew your family. Hey, how's it going? And uh, you know, it was almost like extended family. You know, the neighborhood was so close. And, and so, unfortunately, you know, the lug nuts, the I should call them weed nuts, in the government had to make sure that they tried to break up this uh, camaraderie that people had going on in neighborhoods around the country and cause more chaos in other ways right. to pit people against one another when they didn't need to be pitted against one another. Well, I, you know, you and I have talked about this before. Politicians love it when they can pit uh, different, different people, different backgrounds against each other, mm -hmm. saying, oh, these people aren't like you. They're anti-American or they're anti-this or they're anti-that. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah. or they're they're communists or or whatever, and put a label on them, and then you're fearing that neighbor down the street that you believe is different than you when they're probably not. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. And so, but politicians—that's how they win elections, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and we're literally saying politicians—the ones that have a career at doing these things. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's how they. That's how they get votes. So. <laughs> that's how they get votes. Yeah. That's true. But, you know, yeah. they can't stand people like you and I because we don't fall for the banana and a tailpipe trick. Yeah, you know, but we've always had to read and know a lot of stuff because of, of what we did for a living, and we probably always read two or three sources of information on the same thing. Most people, I don't think, do that. They take one piece of information and go, wow, it must be true. They, they just said it on TV. They said it on the radio. They, You know, I read it in the paper. I, you know, whatever the case may be. And yeah, that's why things are upside down and inside out. And people are playing that song, Running with the Devil. So they'll run with the first thing they see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just watched a movie uh, the other day, Argo, and it's about the Iranian hostage crisis. Oh, good movie. And it's about movie. trying to, to rescue uh, 
the hostages and, and they eventually, I'll try not to give away the movie, but eventually they, they act like they're making a movie to get these six hostages out of Iran, uh, basically under the cover of darkness and, and how difficult that is. And, and uh, you know, I, I, based on a true story and they got them out, uh, you know, but uh, very, uh, you know, that, that was a different time and place. And they're showing news coverage and you would see American news anchors and you're like, that was news. Right. All right. You know, that, you know, not that they didn't have a personal opinion, but generally they weren't as biased as we are today. You know, there wasn't Fox News or there wasn't MSNBC. It was, you know, network news and, you know, uh, pretty, pretty uh, journalistic coverage, you know. Yeah. And, you know, there's there were, there was a few journalists that were good and you can count them on one hand. Uh, they didn't care what side of the aisle you were on. They wanted right. to cut to the meat of it all. Because they were real journalists, right? They were, they they believed they had a mission to to their audience, uh, to you know have the facts, tell the truth as much as they possibly could, and, and hold our politicians uh, responsible for their actions. Mm-hmm. Be a watchdog, which is the role of media. But now, who's watching the dog? I don't know. I don't know who's. <laughs> we we know who, and it's it's one, and it's a couple of guys. Okay. Yeah, it's a couple of guys. We we hey, don't even did you hear about it. Did you hear what Elon Musk did? Oh yes, he bought some portions of Twitter. Yeah, yeah, he's the largest shareholder of Twitter, and he put up a poll about did uh, they feel uh, that basically Twitter is it fair and balanced? And I guess seventy three percent of the folks said, you know, no, I don't think it is. And it sounds like he's going to make some changes. Uh, oh yeah, and he owns a he owns a bigger share than all of them. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, what like almost ten percent, and, and they're uh, like, "Oh no!" <laughs> well, I, you know, I like Elon Musk. I, I really do, I, and uh, you know, I got to hand it to the guy when he appeared on Saturday Night Live. A lot of people gave him a lot of crap, uh, but he just came out there and was himself. Yes, you and know? one thing about Elon Musk that I do like, he does believe in freedom of speech, right? I, you know, right. And, yeah, and, that's what this was about. Freedom. Of, it was freedom of speech, not fairness. Uh, yeah. That's right. It was and, and he also talks about the ESG, the economic, social justice, government thing, too. He says okay. he, sh- he says the ESG is like a carnage of the devil. That's what it is. Right. Because right. let me tell you, these people want people to hate one another. They want people to, to rat out their neighbors. I mean, mm-hmm. this thing is to destroy everything that could be wonderful about this country, about the people in this country. And I'm telling you, people, it's not about color. And as a matter of fact, J.D. Rockefeller said it himself in a quote back in the day that he wants people to know that the color of your skin is actually an illusion. We need to pit you all against one another to hate each other. We don't want you to know that you're all the same. We want you to just off each other while we destroy you and take you over and then keep you all in debt. Yeah, yeah, to enslave you in, in another way, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's that's why we can't have these type of uh, one world governments and, and everything. Mm-hmm. You have a handful of rich people that control everything, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you're not going to have any personal choice about anything. That's true. Yeah, exactly, and that's what they want. Yeah, and, yeah. and, so, and unfortunately, you know, we need to come together. Yeah, to unfortunately, come together a, a lot of people go, are buying. Into you know, I'm it. fighting for my family. You're fighting for your family. We can have some common uh, common ground. Because yeah. we're Americans. Yep, and we're and, and you know what? Let's get on the front lines and fight for one another. Right, so, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, 
And you want the same thing for your family that I want for my family, regardless of whatever your background may be. Exactly. Yeah. And listen to this guy, Rex. Now, this guy really hates people, period. He hates the human oh. race, and he's German. Listen to Klaus Schwab himself. Uh, we all know, but still pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario oh, frightening. of a comprehensive cyber attack, which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, oh. transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. To use the COVID-19 crisis as a timely opportunity to reflect on the lessons the cybersecurity community can draw and improve our preparedness for a potential cyber pandemic. Access denied. Wow! Did you yeah. hear that guy? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Doesn't that sound like he wants a hostile takeover of the whole planet? Sure sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's he's, crazy. He's a good time. I'm going to have him over to read me bedtime stories. <laughs> Make sure you give him that special drink. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. Woo. Oh, man, that, that is crazy, brother. And, and you know what? Really I, re I wish people would just wake up and see this. Well, I, I, I think beginning, it's beginning, people are beginning to see it. I, I, I truly believe that. People are beginning to see what these these plans are all about, what, what the fear is all about. And, and I truly believe, just uh, keep your fingers crossed, it's not too late for people to to do something to get involved, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's I, crazy, bro. I think people are waking up. Yeah, to... you're right. You're right. People are waking up. So, Rex, what's next on the mission for you, my brother? Well, we got a, a restaurant uh, on Friday we've never been to before. Excited about that in the foothills of Northern California. And it is called The Divide Restaurant. Ooh, and like <laughs> The a, Divide. Yeah, after what we just talked about. What a great name. <laughs> uh, and so we're looking forward to that. Uh, got some wineries uh, that we'll be visiting over the next week or so. And uh, just, uh, you know, I mean, it's springtime. I think people are getting excited about getting out and doing things. And, and so we'll be plugging into some events that are coming up as well. That is awesome. And ladies and gentlemen, please follow my man Rex, T-Rex Radio, on Twitter, Instagram, and on TikTok also. He's on there, I'm telling yeah, you. He's Rex got on the roads on TikTok if uh, you're over there on uh, the tick of the talk. And, uh, you know, we just uh, we just spread, spread food and drink everywhere we go. Yes, uh, cool. and I'm telling you, they're pouring all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's our job, and, uh, you mm -hmm. know, we got we to gotta do what we got to do. So, uh yeah, yeah, yeah it. man. It's that's always it. a good what's time. Go, what's going on with you? I know uh hooked you up with a buddy of mine, Mike Owen. Yes, uh, and he's coming up in a couple of episodes. California. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, you guys are, are doing a podcast together, and uh, so that sounds like uh, a lot of fun. I know both of you, so it's, that's going to be a rip-roaring good time. Oh, it's going to be a treat. And as a matter of fact, he's coming up in a couple of episodes. Excellent. Excellent. Mike's a good guy. Yes. I've known Mike for about, what, three years? Yeah, something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, we work with Mike. He's He's one of our clients for Rex on the Road Media, and uh, you know he's a he's a great guy. And uh, yes, you know 
he believes in freedom, you know. And uh, so, uh, you know, Michael, Michael, have a lot of fun. And, and I know, Vin Dog, uh, you, you love it when you got folks like that on your show. <laughs> yeah. It's always a great time when I have anybody on the show. Right. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a treat with this guy. And I'm telling you, people, this guy is lit. When I say lit, <laughs> he is going to light a fire under your butts and burner like you've never had before. Yeah, Mike's a, Mike's a showman, but he's a smart showman, right? Mm-hmm. Unlike, my, unlike myself, I'm just a showman. Uh, but Mike, <laughs> uh, you know, he will entertain you. He will make you think. He will, uh, you know, he will have you motivated and, and ready to rock and roll. You know, that's just Mike. So, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the Kindle. And thank you, my brother Rex, for stopping by. Yep. Always good to have you inside the Kindle. You always Thanks, know Mike. how to maul people and throw them to the dog pile and let them know the level of their <laughs> ignorance. All right. <laughs> God bless you. God bless America. And people, please believe it. We need to grow together. And that's the only way we're going to make it, ladies and gentlemen. For my producer, Money Ben, it's Vin Dog Radio. I'm out of here. And please don't forget to follow me on Twitter, Getter, Instagram, and all over the place at Vin yeah. Dog Radio, baby. Cock back in aim. <laughs>